Episode 56 of Slam City, guys. It's Raymore here, Mr. Meg. Yo, yo. It's the fall season. It's actually fall next week. Doesn't feel like... It still feels like summer's trying to hang on. I know, but when it's Thursday next week, it's going to be fall. And we're all going to be in the fall season. So let's get some fall jackets, some fall yeah. boots, and some fall sports. And, you know, that means football. That means basketball is on its way. You know, I just can't wait, man. We're going to be talking about basketball later on and other stuff. And we'll talk about football first, but... You know, I watched it last week, and I was talking to him before we started the show, and I'm like, you know, the movie was pretty creepy and kind of scary. Like, I was actually freaked out on some parts, not everything, but like these jump scare moments. That was about it, really. But looking at, like, the clown and and, and uh, the popular book, of course, of him being a shapeshifter with these kids, and they're trying to beat this clown and everything. And the, the funny part is, it's only part one. Of this th- this trilogy, this is when they're kids. Now the part two will be when they're adults and they face the clown again and see what he does. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I thought the movie was great. Overall, I thought the acting was great as well. The kids were good. The person playing the clown was great. Um, I remember one of the interviews he he um he said that when he was doing the scenes with those you know jump scare moments, he, he had to make he wanted to make sure the kids weren't like traumatized and stuff from the scenes. So he always asked after the, the, the cut and everything, he's like, are you okay, you're good? And then, then the kid's like, oh, you did an awesome job and all that and that. So, you know, it's good. I mean, he's a young actor too. He's only 27 years old, so. The, the guy who played the clown? Yeah, oh, well, he's gonna be, he's definitely gonna be doing other roles. I think it's gonna help him do other roles. Usually when you have some like marquee mark in your career where you do something in the, in, the, in the movie that's great and it's popular then people are gonna remember you as that like we remember Keanu Reeves as the Matrix we remember right. Iron Man you know Robin Hunt Jr that's his trademark right there being Iron Man that's what made him great hopefully um, the Spider-Man character he's good mm-hmm. so you know hopefully that elevates him to other stuff so usually actors have that so I'm surprised that he did a good job for it cause it was hard playing for me I thought it was hard playing a clown cause the clown was in the 1990s was like okay this one looks like it was just creepy and freaky and scary and um yeah the, i thought stephen king he even said it was a good movie he thought it was really good like the acting and, and the way it was going so well, that's kind of all she wrote if stephen king likes it the guy who wrote the book yeah he's telling you you did a good job then you did a great job and they made a reference to the movie tonight on elm street because basically the clown is like freddy cougar but he's just in the real world, not in the dream world where you can do whatever. He's actually in the real world. That's the difference between these these two uh, villains. But you know, I recommend you guys watch it if you, if you I'm do. Not gonna. Oh, I know I'm you're not because you're not you're afraid not of horror, horror movies. Horror movie. <laughs> not a horror movie buff, dude. I wake up punching my girlfriend. I, I freak out. <laughs> oh my god! I remember when I saw the movie swinging for the fences. Nobody wants. That. I remember when I saw the movie, and um, I was like, uh, the next night I was like freaked out a little bit because of the jump scare moments See? I was like, See? I was like, the, like the clown and everything but then you know days, days go by I was okay and everything it was just you know and then then on Twitter I saw somebody posted a clown being in the theater like he said like what would you do if you saw this and I was like, you know, I'm just going to walk away because I don't want to see <laughs> a clown out of nowhere. There was a clown on the train, too. I'm like, I'm just walking away. I said I said this funny joke, like, if you see a red balloon, what will you do? We just walk, run away because, you know, the clown, leave. like, nearby. I'm going to leave. I'm going the other way. I'm going to leave. <laughs> Listen, here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. I don't do horror movies for a very specific reason. My imagination is too good. And I'm a little psychosomatic, which means, like, what my brain makes me, what, what I focus on hard enough my brain will bring about so where I could I could 
possibly trick myself into having a heart attack if I believed I was having one or I just did something that would make me have one. With that said, if you're going to run around in scary clown outfits and all this other stuff, I'm not going to play with you. I, I, there's times I don't know the difference between what's real. I'll just, I'm just going to punch you to be safe. And if you say, ow, then I know you're human. If you don't say, ow, I'm going to punch again. And yeah. I can really punch, so this, this is going to happen. Yeah. And we're going to see how well this makeup holds up. Because if you say "ow," then I know you're a person. If you go, "Oh goddamn, I'm calling the cops." Now, okay, no demons call the cops. You're not a clown. You're, you're just a regular person. That's that's all that is. But if you don't, if you just you know look at me grinning, then I gotta I gotta go again, and this is now a fight to the death. So I'm I'm gonna pull every MMA move I know on you. So how about we just keep it kosher, fellas? Like don't don't keep the red balloons and the clown outfits I'm I'm probably not the guy you want to jump out on talking about boo well I'll tell you this if you're afraid of clowns then I don't think you should watch this movie I'm not afraid of clowns just don't yeah. how about you just don't test me cause every jump out boo is gonna be met with a superman punch and nobody wants that so every, let's, just, I, let's just chill out every review I seen of the it movie was like you know the, the stop clowning around here it's a serious movie whatever cause it's scary and creepy and all that and by people seen images of the way the clown is compared to like the 1990s one. It's a little creepy. It's a little freaky. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people think it's like childish kind of too. They say it's like, you know, funny at some points, but then sometimes he goes really serious about things. So I was like, it's like both, but it's still kind of creepy too. But, you know, going into sports though, you know, we're going into the NBA stuff because I just bought 2K18 and I'm just mad because I got the digital copy in GameStop when I could have just pre-ordered this on PlayStation Store and literally played it last night instead of just waiting all the way in the morning thinking like oh I'm going to get the physical copy I'm going to get the Shaq poster and everything and I didn't get that I just got the code now I'm kind of tight I just hope I got all the other stuff in it but going into football now I know you boycotted the season still and, boycotted and, and, and so Kaepernick hopefully gets a job this season because God forbid these quarterbacks in this league right now look like they're awful most of them and um, especially the Colts quarterback. Like, my goodness, man. He is, like, the worst quarterback play I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> and, he, and, he's still, and he's still playing. And I'm like, man, Kaepernick was on the Colts at least to do something, like, backup-wise before Luck comes back. And I feel bad for Luck, too. I mean, they're just treating him horribly right now. I just hope he stays healthy. But if I were him, I don't know why he signed that contract. He, just, he should just let himself be a free agent go somewhere else. But, yeah, um, week one... You know, it's week one. Uh, I think a lot of people will agree that usually those the first two weeks or three weeks are like teams that are trying to get their rhythm in and, and still trying to, you know, have that chemistry. It's like what Steve Young said before, um, you know, usually it's like, you know, you don't play a lot in preseason. So when you get to week one, it's almost like it just you get tired quickly and you try to develop that chemistry and, and it's hard. That's why I look at the Patriots in that game. Thursday night, I remember them coming, and I was like, you know, I thought they were going to be up by 14 zip, but then, you know, it was 7 zip, then the Chiefs score, you know, then then the Patriots score, and then the Chiefs score again, and they just started scoring, and it was just, like, I never seen Alex Smith throwing bombs in the field, like, football, deep passes down the field like that, that were accurate, to, to a young running back in Hunt, and then to Tyreek Hill, and suddenly, out of nowhere, he was 29-35 with, like, 366 yards and four touchdowns. He only had like an 80% completion, which is incredible. He's probably right now an MVP candidate because of those stats, but it's only one week. He could probably do bad this week, but if he does the same thing he's done the first week, 
This is a completely different Chiefs team. They can actually contend. Yeah, but this is the fool's goal that everybody falls into in the first place. Well, yeah, because the we Chiefs. All do it to ourselves. Remember, the Chiefs beat the Patriots a few years ago, too. Yeah. And it was at their home turf. We and all they do won. it to ourselves. First weekend, everybody gets excited. Your team shows a lot of promise or a team that you didn't think was going to, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, you forget that this is only week one. And then next thing you know, by game three, they're back to the same old craptacular. Motion. Like if that was the case, I'd be I'd have my heart in my hands after what I just <coughs> after the highlights I saw the Giants pulled off. Oh yeah, the offensive um, line is offensive. <laughs> still, still things don't one. change. No, <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, it's like a joke based in fact in reality that it's just terrible. They still haven't spent any money getting that offensive line together. They haven't spent the money since 2012. Let's be realistic. They haven't fixed that offensive line since 2012. And that's and been the same such, line. You have, the defense is so good. Yeah, they're really good. The defense is so good. All you have to do is fix the offensive line. It's the same complaint. And the Giants act like they don't know it. This The Giants are, are like, it's like a woman whose armpits smell. And she's pretty, and you really think it can happen. But then the closer you get, the more it smells, the worse it is. And then when she finally runs up and hugs you, you, you're just, like, ready to throw it. And you look her in the face like, yo, do you want to fix that? And she's like, fix what? That's what the Giants are. You look at them and you go, hey, do you want to fix that? Because everything else really looks good. You just want to fix this one thing, and they're like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. They don't make deodorant for women. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. There's not, they, it's. I don't, I don't understand what the confusion is here. To spend some money and fix the offensive line and go get another championship. But I feel like they ain't gonna do that because they're the type of team where it's like you know it's okay. We got a quarterback. We got a receiver. We don't need offensive line. We should just focus on the defense. I mean, it's not almost like the Belichick way and the Patriots. Like they focus more on defense than anything. They get a quarterback, you know, they got a great quarterback in Tom Brady. They got a few pieces with him, and they just want to focus on the defense. That's how Belichick works most of the time anyway. I mean, for one year, I think, their line was so bad to the Patriots. Like, they literally had third-string people be part of their offensive line, and yet Brady figured it out. He just threw it quicker, did this and that, and they were still successful. But in this case for the Giants, looking at um, Eli Manning, He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Russell Wilson. He's not Cam Newton. He's a, he's a statue quarterback. He's in the pocket. He's trying to just, you know, get his reads down, make the, the throw, the necessary throw, and then move on. But the thing is is that he can't move around. That's why it's hard for the for fans, especially looking at me when I saw that when I saw that game on Sunday, looking at that offense, because Eli Hanny had no time really. He got the ball and as soon as he got he got sacked. That's the worst feeling you can have as a quarterback. Which is why I was when I um I made it a point. I'm making it a point from now on to avoid Fox News altogether. You mean um, Fox Sports? Fox, Fox Sports. Because yeah. Jason Collin was talking on The Herd, and he was talking about how Eli is washed, and we need to get rid of Eli. Collin was talking about that, yeah. Yeah, we, that, Eli, on The Herd. Yeah, he was like, yeah. Yeah, Eli needs to go, and, and without without Odell Beckham, it doesn't work. And I just kept, I just kept thinking, this is someone who does not know sports. How can you work in the field of sports and blame Eli for having no offensive line? He's got no time to make a decision. Literally no time. He's going to underthrow, overthrow, because in those few seconds you need to fine-tune. First, you have to see the guy you want to throw to. Then you got to commit that that's the guy who's going to get it. Then you got to fine-tune that distance. And 
it all happens in seconds. But it's they're all necessary seconds. And they're seconds he doesn't have. Right when he's getting fine-tuned, once he's decided on the guy he's going to throw to, and he's fine-tuning that distance, in comes a, a, in, in comes a lineman who's, who's looking to, you know, knock his block off. You can't focus knowing that there's a 200-plus pound man, 300-pound man on the other side of this dude who's on the way over here, and it, not much is going to stop him. Exactly. Dak is so good because the offensive line is great. For, for, it's like the best Dallas in the league. He's like one of the best, and I was about to say, is like in the top three offensive lines in the league. He's yeah. got all the time in the world. And you can't, you can't establish a running game that way without an offensive line. Like if you can't pass, at least can you run block? They can't even run block they either. They can't do that either. Like their offensive line is really atrocious. So Awful. I, I, yeah, it's just crazy. All this, I don't want to hear anything about bashing Eli. See, the thing is about quarterback is that it could be us, too. We were playing quarterback, and we had a great offensive line. You know, we having the time to just chill over there, Kick make it. our projections, and make a throw. That's it. But Eli Manning has no time. And I'm curious to see if Matt McIntyre is going to make the adjustments because we don't even know if Odell Beckham Jr. is going to play on Monday, too. I mean, he's still dealing with that high that ankle sprain. He was on the field. I saw him on the field. Um, but that that is a legitimate question. I don't know. Play. I don't know if he's gonna be dealing with that high ankle sprain because literally, you know, those are tricky to have. I I remember I had that before, and this just takes a while. Like you think you're good in three weeks, but then you, you know you make one twi- tweak of it, and then you're Feel back it. where you're starting again. So yeah. it's like it's tricky with that. He's just gotta make sure he stays. He they gotta make sure he stays healthy. But the thing is, is that Ben McAdoo has to make an adjustment on offense because, I mean, for God's sakes, man, how did Brandon Marshall only have one reception the whole game? The whole game, and his last question came in the fourth quarter. That's all he had. And those who have fantasy, you know, teams that own him, like myself too, we're probably really upset because we thought he was going to have a good game against the Cowboys, and he didn't. <laughs> he didn't make his presence felt because Manning had no time. And the thing is, is that McIndoo has to have, like, a spread offense for, for Manning. He has to have, like, an empty uh, jet, gun empty set or something like that where he can play – within the gun you know like play within the pistol formation play within the gun formation i don't think he can do these single back and eye formations because he doesn't have time right. if he doesn't play action he's gonna get sacked if he even if he does like a like a five step drop he's gonna get sacked like in two or three seconds mm-hmm. at least with gun formation you have a little bit of time to, to make a quick pass whether it's a short throw or whatever and and then you can just keep going but i don't know if they're gonna do that i feel like it's either you know he keeps saying it's Manning's fault for this and that. And it's like the line, like Eric Flowers, he's okay, but he's not great. That line has just been awful. And now they have a game on Monday against the Lions. And to be honest, I don't know if they're going to win that game. I mean, I had on my schedule saying they will win that game at home. But looking at that, it's like, can they? I know they could probably stop Stafford, but I'm really worried about the offense, really. And, and I don't even know if the offense is capable of scoring that secondary for the Detroit Lions. Stafford, he can score. He, he can do some that. He's good. He's a comeback quarterback. He, he's gotten like 27 game-winning drives since like 2012 or something like that. But it's going to be tough, man. If, if Beckham doesn't play on Monday, I don't know if they're going to win. That, that seems to be the general consensus. consensus and it can't, it can't <laughs> stay that way. I mean, but is it too late to make any changes? Is there anything they can do to fix the offensive line? No. I'll trade for the offensive line. That's all they can do. But uh, I mean, they should have done that. They should have done that in the summer, though. 
They should have done the offseason. They should have tried to get an offensive line. They should have traded for one instead of trying to think that, oh, you know, work with Eric Flowers here. He's getting better and then this and that. I think it's better if, you know, you just have at least three good off- offensive line players, offensive lineman players. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that, then that's why you, this is what you got to have. This is the results you got to have. You're only going to score three points. Mm-hmm. The Jets scored 12 points. Like, the Jets are awful. The Jets are awful, and they scored 12 points. And the Giants are actually supposed to be good, and they only scored three points. Like, how is that possible? You see when the guy ran into his own player? Yeah. And the Jets don't have quarterback. And yet they scored 12 points. That's their own fault. Well, it is. But I'm just saying, like, I'm making a point. Look, they, they have, they only scored 12 points against the Bills. But they don't even have a good offense. Like, they mean one player on the offense who's actually good. Everyone's like average, below average. I'd be lying if I tried. It, if any, this makes Tabo's case of him actually coming back because he has no offense whatsoever and they're still scoring. And I'm like, Manning actually has an offense and they're not scoring. A great offense. Yeah, it's actually better than the Jets. Like, a few years ago, the Jets had a, a good offense too. They were top 10 and they could score. Mm-hmm. But Manning, for some reason... That line, it's just it's, it's up to your head. Like, as a quarterback, you know, you're literally just, like, thinking every time you get the ball, taking a five-step drop, I'm going to get sacked. Oh, I'm going to get sacked on the left. Here it get comes. sacked on the right. Here it oh, comes. Here it comes. Where is it? I got a quick throw or, you know, I don't want to get hit. Because he doesn't want to end up like his brother. I feel like, in, 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 the top, in, my, in my opinion, I feel like him thinking that what happened to his brother because he got hit so much That's and he got the surgery. Fear. That's a real He's fear. afraid that he, he might mm-hmm. get the same thing if he takes hits like that. That's that why a real fear. That's why he's throwing it so much. Or when you see somebody come, he's just going to go down. He doesn't want to get yeah, hit Who wants that punishment? Who wants to absorb no that punishment? No one does. Unless you're Cam Newton. Uh, even he, <laughs> as much as he's complaining he, to the he, league, he don't want those issues either. He doesn't want it, but he keeps doing the read options. He's got to keep getting hit. Yeah, so, true. you know, that's and that's why Russell Wilson, they stopped doing the read option too. They, they're doing more of him in the pocket, throwing it. You can't take that much. You can take it when you're young, like 21, 22. But when you're like 28, 29, at some point you gotta say to yourself, you just gotta go down. Yeah, you you don't want to, you don't want to get that trend happening for your body. Either. Yeah, and you don't want to absorb all that extra punishment. It's only gonna come back and, and haunt you later. Even Ben Roethlisberger, who from the Steelers, like big he's ben, he's yeah. big, but he doesn't yeah. want to take hits like that. But nobody want you don't want those issues, dude. Like, these dudes are built to tackle you. Yeah, and it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt a lot. So yeah, I mean, think about it, when you get hit on your blind side as a quarterback. You know, you're going on this direction and you're throwing it. And I don't know whether somebody hits you out of nowhere. <laughs> you just go down. Be hellish. It's scary, man. I remember one time I played quarterback, like you know, like wreck or whatever in the park, and you get hit like you throw and you get hit like that. That's like a like a, it stings for a little bit, but just get hitting out a hit out of nowhere like that. Or if you throw and you just get hit too, and you still go down, like it hurts. I don't know how people take that, but you gotta be really strong to take that. Speaking of hits and hurting, big fight this weekend. Yeah. Huge fight this weekend. Who you got? <sighs> I don't know, man. It's it's tough right now. It's it gonna be really a great fight. Is. It's it a great really it's gonna is. be a great fight. But I'm the qu- thinking I'm think well, okay, let's let's start here. Knockout or no? The worst case scenario could be it could be a knockout in the first round. Well, do you think the fight's gonna go to a knockout or a decision? I think it might go to a decision. That's just me. I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe it goes 10 rounds and somebody gets knocked out. I absolutely think it's going to go to a knockout. I think somebody's going to stop. I don't think it's going to go to a decision. But you think it's going to go, what, like 10 rounds? Okay, you know nine what? Nine rounds. One better. If it, goes to a, if it goes to a decision, if it goes if it goes all the way, yeah. 
I got I'm picking Canelo to win. But if it if it if anybody is there to get a knockout going, it's gonna be Triple G. I think Canelo can, can win. I think he can win. I think I'm a. I think he's gonna win. Actually, I just had a feeling. I don't know. Um, Triple G, he's he's good, but I think Canelo's better. There's something about him that could probably have a knockout either like in the eighth or ninth round. It, it could be early. I don't think he's gonna knock out Triple G. You don't think he's gonna knock him out? I don't think so. I think I think odds are much more that Triple G drops him. Triple G drops everybody. So let's but but Canelo's a better boxer. So let's see what happens. That's what I'm saying. We we don't know. Like it could go either way right now. That's why I'm like and Triple G is a knockout artist. I mean Canelo, he's he's forty nine and one. He, he's twenty. One he's younger than him though. We all know who that one is. Yeah, we know. We know. He could have been fifty and all for all we know. And but, gonna happen now though. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying he's twenty seven. He's five nine. I mean the thing is. His reach is actually slightly better than Triple G. And, you know, his, you know what his lo- last loss was Floyd Mayweather. This guy hasn't lost his Triple G. Loss. Triple G is 35 years old and he hasn't lost. But I just feel like Canelo's younger. I think he's more quicker. I think he's more – he's faster. I mean, if you're, if you're 27 he's got like 35, you probably have the upper advantage of actually trying to knock him out. Or at least dodge his punches and do a counterattack. He can try. And I know Triple G is 35, but he has that, he has that experience. Well, Canelo's so, yeah. also a better counterpuncher. Yeah, so he's but probably going to use that to his for advantage. For that, you have to eat one of Triple G's punches. And Triple G is a harder puncher, I believe. But, he also, but that means he it's probably gets tired quicker than if you're a hard puncher. It. Well, it, it's possible, but you got to take him into the deep water, which means you have to survive an onslaught of damage. Yeah, like Rocky and, and Rocky. Exactly. Like, okay, you you <laughs> might you might be able to eventually tire him out. Yeah. And maybe take take the win that way. Sure, that's always a. Um, I mean, it's strategy. A lot of boxers do that. When you figure out the guy's yeah. stronger than you, you just gotta take all the hit and then then have your advantage but that's to a punch lot him. Lot of like Floyd Mayweather was able to do it because he didn't get the people never really connected clean, so he never really caught those punches. Yeah. So he could let you just swing for the fences all day and just pick you apart whenever he felt like it. And his accuracy was so nuts, he didn't miss. So he was punching you at will, and you were missing all the time, and that gets frustrated, and he beats you. Um, as a counterpuncher, Canelo's got that to his advantage. The problem is, he I don't think he's defensively good enough to get out of the way of those Triple G shots. And Triple G hits hard. Hard. He knocks people out by punching them all over the place. The, like, like Body Mr. shot, you'll drop. Like, Head shot, you're gone. Like, like Mr. T hard, like Rocky Three, when it was hard punches. Yeah, that Clubber Lang. <laughs> Clubber Lang. Punch. Yeah, it gets ridiculous. So. Well, you know why Rocky won that fight though, because he was uh, yeah, more stamina. Yeah, he was more skinnier, and um, he he had to take the punches. He knew anyway. But in the words of my man Jay Z, "This ain't a movie, dog." <laughs> That's true. I mean, I know, because I know somebody in, in, in the Rocky movies would take that much abuse and not, like, go down or whatever. Even the Rocky Four one was ridiculous. He just took so much, and he's still alive. Say the movie, dog. I, I, I still got Canelo winning, though. I think he's just younger. I think he's more fresher. We're going to see, though. But I, I wouldn't be shocked, though, if Triple G just won in a knockout. Like, sixth round, seventh round, early. Uh, I honestly, if I'm it not. goes the distance... 
Cano has the advantage. But yes. if it those close, like four or five, Triple G could win. That's I think those would be the make or break rounds, like the fourth, fifth yeah. round. Usually, most of the time, it's always those those rounds. Yeah, but that that actually may be pushed up as well because I don't I don't know if I don't think these two are gonna mess around with each other in those first like feeling out rounds. I think they gonna try and land punches early. So no, no, no need to bring back. They need to bring back fight night. That was a good game. The last good game was like Fight Night. It wasn't round four. It was something else. Fight Night Street. Uh, that was Fight Night Street or something like that. That was like the last the last game. I, I, um, that was really good. Cause I remember in Fight Night, there was like the scene where um, it was like a story mode basically, right? And and you just um, you know, you you're trying to create your character. You do this and that. You go on this path and you create your own style of, of boxing. I remember in that game, I used to be a good um, counter puncher. And um, I always said to my advantage because usually in boxing, if you're a good counter puncher like Floyd Mayweather, for instance, you have the chance to do something special. Oh, it was Fight Night Champion. And my goodness, man, this game came out in that was a long time ago. Actually, this game it came out in 2011. That was the last Fight Night game that came out. <clears throat> and I'm just like. Man, can you make a new one or something like for 2017 or 2018? Look, UFC games are okay, but they're not Fight Night. Fight Night has always been the stand the standard boxing fight or boxing game. Excuse me. Um, fight Night has been that classic boxing game that everybody plays, where it's just one on one, this and that. You're a counter puncher. You you probably can win most of your your fights. If you're a a power puncher, you gotta get lucky. You get in the second or third round. Right. That was a good game though. I miss those. I miss that game. I wish they bring it back. It hasn't been since 2011. That's been a fight night game, and I'm like, can they just make one already? The UFC games are okay. WWE is is entertainment. It's fine, but fight night was the the game. Yeah, UFC is a little too. It's it's a little too complicated. It's too robotic. I I, I looking at I looking at the game and some people say it's like robotic and stuff. It's not smooth. Fight yeah, night was smooth. It's too complicated. It, it, it moves <coughs> pulling off. You know. Yeah. I I just like punch punch. Yeah. <laughs> Or you like, punch, or you like counter punch in fight night, and you hear that you see that little light thing because you know you did a counter punch. You go like, you go mm-hmm. back, and you have a chance to have a knockout basically with a counter punch. Yeah, let's get it popping. That's my kind of game. And also Def Jam, you know that 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 wrestling game. Oh God, that fight in New York, I loved it. They gotta bring it back with the new rappers like Kendrick and Drake and all the other ones. I just want to see who will be the high rating uh, person. Kendrick's all small. It's probably gonna be like the high rating Kendrick and then Drake or something, and then somebody else next or something. That's what's gonna be. They'll be biased about that, that. That would be that would be excellent. Yeah, that'd be great to bring that back. And you know how the rappers will feel if, if you bought a game like that? They'll buy that and they'll actually have fun playing it. Playing them as themselves fighting against another rapper or something like that. Like actual wrestling and stuff on the streets. That's fun though. Um, so, you know, we talked about the fight a little bit. I wanted to actually get back to football for for like a couple of seconds about this these picks for week two because listen, there's some good ma- there's some good uh games here. But the thing is, I look at all these spreads, and I'm like, the lowest one is like a two, and everything else is like 13 and a half. But guess, guess who's 13 and a half on the spread? Which which uh, game? Which, what do you think? Make a prediction. Because I already know what the game is. <sighs> I, don't even wanna, I don't even want to do it. <laughs> Just tell me. It's Oakland and Jets. <laughs> the Jets at Oakland. Oakland are 13 and a half favorites to win that game. Just are gonna be awful this season, though. But we know. Yeah. The Giants. Who's, 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 we got a little. We got a little panic about that. 
Um, but looking at the, the the games right now, I'll just make a quick rundown. We'll do our quick picks right here. Houston at Cincinnati. We were, that was yesterday, of course. Houston won. So I watched. I had that 50, almost that 50-yard or 49-yard touchdown. Looked like Michael Vick for some reason on the field. I thought it was quick. But uh, the next is uh, Tennessee at Jacksonville. Tennessee's two-point favorites. I got Tennessee. Jacksonville won last week, but I don't think yeah, I don't think they're gonna Which win. Uh, they got now we got Cleveland at Baltimore. Cleveland's good. They actually gotten better. They almost beat the Steelers uh, last week. But Baltimore, I like Baltimore in this. They're the playing Ravens. at home. Yeah, they're playing at home. Uh, usually they have a good home home court, uh, home field advantage. I know they don't have Ray Lewis anymore, but they're still good. I got Baltimore though. You got Cleveland or Baltimore? I got Baltimore. Uh, then we got Buffalo at Carolina. Carolina is seven point favorites in this game. Yeah, I got I'm, I'm I got Panthers. With, I'm gonna go with them too. I just I think they're gonna be good this year, especially Christian McCaffrey, mm. and that and uh, you know hopefully Newton throws it to him more instead of just trying to run. You actually got him now. Um, you got New England and New Orleans, and the New England Patriots are six and a half point favorites, and you know that means that they could probably get a blowout New Orleans because they're gonna make a statement to everybody saying that was a fluke game week one. Mm-hmm. I got Patriots winning that game in the dome. I know Saints are good at home. They used to be good at home, but I don't think it's going to be enough to beat Bill Belichick. Even though Breeze got good stats. Like, I saw a stat where he has, like, 10 touchdowns and one interception against Belichick, which is, like, the best of any quarterback. That is, that is crazy. Yeah, Breeze is a good quarterback. It's not crazy. I mean, he, he's older, but he still can make throws and everything. But, yeah, I think he might retire soon for all we know. Now we got Arizona at Indianapolis. I got... The Cardinals, it's going to be an ugly game, though. These two teams, they're not uh, – Carlson Barnes looks like he's washed up. Looks like he's done. And the Colts have no quarterback. But I still got the, the Cardinals winning that game. Who you got? I'm going to go with the Colts. At home with no quarterback? <clears throat> they got no luck. At least not yet. Luck's not it? Oh, no, not right. yet. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, I switched that pick. It's that garbage quarterback that's no, not – I switched that pick. That's not Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> crazy. That's what they get. No. Philadelphia at Kansas City. Kansas City is a five and a half point favorite over the Eagles. It's hard to win in uh, Kansas City. I got Kansas City winning that game. That crowd's insane. Same. If they get home if they get home field advantage, mm-hmm. I think they got to go to the Super Bowl. Because even the Patriots go there, I don't know if they're going to win. <laughs> That's really hard to win over there. Just ask any any team who tries to go there. Like Even last year with the Jets, they got six interceptions in that game. Like That's how bad it is. Minnesota at Pittsburgh, I have – I think I have Minnesota winning this game. They're going to be one of those teams in the NFC where they can actually contend for, with anybody because they have the talent on defense. Mm-hmm. And if Sam Bradford plays the way he's been playing, has three touchdowns and has like an 80% completion, which he's probably going to have again or something this year where he has 70, 65, they're going to be a contender. I got the Vikings winning at uh, Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh just have, doesn't have the defense to keep up with the Vikings offense. that one too. Uh, Chicago at Tampa Bay. Remember, it's Tampa Bay's first game because of the the hurricane. They couldn't play last week. So, Tampa Bay's going to play this game. I think they're going to take it now because of that. Because of that? Mm-hmm. Chicago, but they're a young team, though. You know, they're just, they're just trying to rebuild right now. Uh, Tampa Bay got, got talent, like, literally on offense and Yeah, not, 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 I just think they're going to take an L. I, I think they're going to win. And, you know, I always compare James Winston to, like, a, a poor man's Eli Manning because, you know, he, he don't make throws, but he doesn't make mistakes, but he'll still be in the game. Um, 
Jets at Oakland. I mean, do we gotta talk about that? Like, Oakland's just gonna blow them out. I mean, for God's sakes, the defense. The defense might even score more points than the offense. They might get like two turnovers or touchdowns, and and, and then probably end the game like that. Yeah, Oakland's gonna probably beat the crap out of the Jets. No chance for the Jets. Uh, Washington at LA Rams. Rams are two and a half point favorites. I got Washington winning this game. I know they lost last week against Philadelphia. The records are not bad, okay? They're just not going to be good this year, but they could definitely beat the Rams. Although the Rams defense looks like it's going to be great this year, but it's only one game. So, But I got the Redskins winning this game. Wh- who you got? I'm with you. You got Redskins? All right. No, no, no. Against the Redskins and the Rams? Yeah. We'll go with the Rams. Uh, we'll go with the Rams. Oh, hopefully. We'll see, though. Uh, now we got uh, Dallas at Denver. Uh, I got Denver winning that game because that – Mile Hollow City and that defense, and defense the, yeah, defense is crazy, still good. I know they, they almost lost Monday night to the Chargers because Chargers, for some reason, they know how to close games. But, um, you know, the defense is gonna be great. I think it's gonna bother Prescott a lot, so they're not gonna score as much as they did against the Giants. So, I got the Broncos winning that game. Uh, now you got oh my god, look at this. Uh, San Francisco at Seattle, and Seattle is 14 point favorites. So, you know, that game's gonna be. We'll blow yeah, out, hopefully. We don't need to discuss that one either. Yeah, so Seattle, they got to win that game. They got to bounce back. Because, come on, Russell Wilson. You got to gain more more than 10 points in fantasy. You got to gain at least 20-something. Like, mm-hmm. that's just bad. Like, that's why I lost last week because of Wilson and some other players that I'm not going to name. But um, Green Bay at Atlanta, Sunday Night Football. That should be fun. It's going to be, I think, another shootout, most likely. But I think I got the Falcons winning this game. The who? The Falcons. Atlanta. They're playing at home. Yeah. Green Bay's good, but no, I don't know. But, it, but Matty Ice is still Yeah, yeah. Ice. That defense of Green Bay, I mean, I don't know. We got to see how they are against the Falcons, so we'll figure out if they're actually legit or the Falcons just go score again like they did in the NFC Championship. Um, then you got the, the Detroit at uh, New York Giants. Like I said before, Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't play. I think the Giants are probably going to lose this game. But I think they'll find a way to score and keep it close. Now, if it's a shootout, I won't blame the offense. Just blame the defense then. But um, I don't know. I think my gut tells me that the Giants are going to find a way to win this game to at least be one and one. I'm staying. Yeah, I'm staying with my original <coughs> pick. I said they would win. All right, and these are our picks this week. So, if anything else, we'll be talking about it next week as well. Um, I actually want to talk a little bit here before we end the show today. Um, this NBA season stuff. It's been basically a month away right now. And um, I'm telling you, man, it's going to be an interesting season, especially that first game of the season on Tuesday night. It's going to be uh, it's gonna be crazy. Celtics, Can't wait. Cleveland, Can't wait. then Warriors, Rockets. Cannot wait. Yeah, I mean, if, if, I hope Melo is on the Rockets at some point. But if, if not, Chris Paul and James Harden against, against the Warriors, Durant, Curry. It's going to be interesting. Melo, stay where you are and set it up so that everybody comes to play in New York, man. Set it up. And Isaiah Thomas, um, I don't think he's going to be playing, though, on this game because I feel apparently he's still not healthy. So it's going to be interesting to see what he's actually going to do when he comes back with Cleveland. So I think Celtics probably could win that game, but I think LeBron will find a way to, you know, Upset put his inner boy. Superman in himself and yeah, try to I don't, I don't to think he's going to take an L. 
Nah, he won't. Uh, he, he, he has too much pride. And, and, and besides, well, as long as you have LeBron on your team, most likely you're going to be in the you finals. Punch your shins, Either yeah. conference finals or finals for sure. So this year may be different because he's lost Irving and he's got Isaiah Thomas, but he's, he has Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. If he stays healthy, they have, they have something special. But I'll tell you this, at least Derrick Rose is a better upgrade than Darren Williams. I mean, Darren Williams was just Facts. washed up. Facts. And I said it before when he did the pickup, like, this is not a good pickup. He always gets injured. And he disappeared in the finals. Literally disappeared. I'm with you. So preaching to the choir. And Jefferson was old and stuff. I don't. Even, I don't know Jefferson's still on the team. Is Jefferson still on the team? Richard Jefferson. I don't yeah. Know. I don't know. He's getting too old, Good man. Question. He's got to retire too. Too old. Channing Fry. They gotta let him go. Shumper. Come on, man. They gotta trade him. J.R. Smith. Same. J.R. Smith, you gotta keep because for some reason he plays good in these big moments. <laughs> So, um, that's not in the season, but at least in the big moments, he actually plays good. I just wish he did that for the Knicks when he was here. He did. He had his moments. Yeah, but then he, was, then he just disappeared in the Pacers series for some reason. He, he just didn't moments. make shots because Melo had to make all the shots. And no one else. And Jason Kidd disappeared. And Tyson Chandler looked like he was nothing against Kareem uh, Jabbar and, and Roy Hibber. So, it's like. They were cheating a lot in that game, though. Well, Roy Hibber looked like he was the second coming of Jabbar. For some reason, he was making all these shots and blocks yeah, and stuff. Yeah, no, what a lot heck? of those blocks were illegal. He wasn't coming straight up. He was leaning in. Like, yeah. Whenever was there, especially those on Melo. I saw a bunch of those. Melo got blocked. Like, changed everything. No foul calls. The Knicks panic after that series, though. Because they just suddenly looked like, oh, they had to get bigger to match up with the Pacers. And I'm like, you could have just done the same thing. Got more three-point shooters. Got another point guard. You still could have beat them, probably. They kind of had the formula, too, the Knicks, on the way the NBA is right now, too. I mean... You play Melo at the four, you got two point guards or whatever, or you got more shooters and everything. Like, the Warriors can do that because they have versatility. That's what makes them special. Like, they, they can defend, and they can also play offense. I mean, last year they were second in defense. For all we know, this year they might be second or third in defense again. True. And their offense is going to be number one again. True. How are you going to be a team like that? You're like, not. Cleveland could score all they want, but if they can't defend, there's no point in them scoring. You're not. Just tuck it in. <laughs> yeah. So, that's why Celtics are interesting because they have the talent, but... Can they keep up with the Warriors if they face each other in the finals? It'll be interesting. Let's see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens, man. Well, that's what I do for today's show, guys. It was a short show, but, you know, we got a lot of stuff, you know, we covered here. And next week, we'll definitely be covering more week two. And also stuff happening from the NBA, from Porzingis to LeBron to what everybody's doing in the offseason with these summer workouts and stuff and Hoodie Mellow and this and that. So we'll be talking about that stuff. You can <coughs> follow me on Facebook. I mean, you can follow me on Twitter at Morinus10. I'm over at M-R-N-E-C-C, Mr. Matt. You can follow us, the Science City Facebook page. We've been getting a lot of likes lately. And the Science City on the Score360 account on Twitter. And this is to all the latest episodes on our Sign Up Clown account. See you next week. <laughs>